it just crossed my mind while I was signing up for this Amazon job. Amazon actually joined the market for what they call it. They combine online shopping with pretty much mail delivery. They're not delivering like postal mail, but to some degree it's like they're side by side with the government, like postal, federal, whatever it's called. And that's a big market because mail goes to everybody. You understand? Like that's why they actually have their own trucks now and work on UPS FedEx is like there is is almost like just not enough for them for the amount of people we have in America. But there is. Because it's like, let's say America has 500 million people. Out of 500 million people, let's say 80 million. You got like 80 million people doing delivery services. That's a big market to like supply and demand of workers. Then, then I thought about, if you look at it, Uber and Lyft took out the chain of taxi and public transportation. Like taxis point blank was the sole thing people depended on. Became a multi-billion industry. Then you got the real estate market. We'll take out the real estate market to a certain degree. Well, influenced it. Airbnb. Airbnb was really monopolized by real estate and like uh, hotels and uh, motels and shit. And you know you affect that chain. It's like, what other thing could you possibly affect? Bitcoin is affecting money in a sense. So it's like when you see how society progresses, like looking at these things, these companies, it's like, what is what? What else do they got? Like, what else is there to tap into? The next, it's like let's not say it's the next big thing, but just look at that. If you sit there and get to if, only when you have enough time on your hands, when you have Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, social media apps is like inside the phone software world in a sense. Those are apps too, but. The other things I talk about affect the actual real world. I'm like mail, something physical in the real world, and uh, Uber is left as the physical world, Airbnb, and all that affects the physical world. Facebook and social media, Instagram is its own entity, and it affects everything in the digital world, okay? Dip, 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 Digimon, dip, dip. I said the digital world. Okay, what uh, I'm looking, I'm like, what what else is there? It's like, what else is there? Music, you need real time to actually have freedom in your imagination if you're not distracted by shit. This is what makes it break some things. Like, you find something, and then after that, you can actually influence something else. And then, you know, it'd be beneficial. But if you're sitting here drowning in something else or what someone else did like see tesla tesla did tesla affected the car market when it came to cars and making electronic all gas whatever all electric vehicles paid out you know so i'm trying to think what could you affect what other market out there i could tap into make like a billion dollars and then after that i can move to another country and leave all this shit but i just people be like okay I get that we got to go through the struggle, but I just see myself, if I made the money, I wouldn't work for the next 20 years of my life, 30 years of my life. Like, I just want to do whatever, but that, I know that's a short-ended short stick because even people that do have that kind of money find something to do, like to keep themselves busy and work. Like, as much as you want to party and get drunk and have all the sex you want and get played out, you can do that for three to let's say you do that for three to five years. That shit will get boring. It will. 
it's going to have low value interest to you. Probably going to be just jumping off bridges and shit for fun, for skydiving or just shit. You know? So I'm sitting here thinking while I'm scrolling, I'm like, damn, it affects a certain market. What could I look at right now? And probably take the time to plan out something I could invest in and make a Kickstarter or patent or do something and then be like, okay, you know what? I'm affecting this market, that market, that market. And now other people are going to want to jump into it, increasing the value. And then after that, I can make it a profit. And then I can start doing shit that I personally want to do. So these people that you see that actually make what they have, you got to understand the factors of what's affecting it in life. As I sit here alone in the dark, staring out the window, it's like they manifest certain things because of these things I'm thinking about. Like anybody, anybody famous or anybody that's relevant that you think is important to you, that you look up to, that has all the shit that they got. Your experiences... Your choices and your will manifest stuff in existence, in time. Once you do that, people, things and certain stuff tend to follow. Because look, this guy that we, it's like anyone you look at or you think about, look like just feel some kind of way. Even if you don't like them or you do like them. They had to experience certain stuff to make certain choices. And they have to have a certain will to create the thing that they have now. If you can understand that, you can see what what it is they have and why they have it. Maybe you might not care how they got it and just complain about it or just be jealous of it. But just just think about it. If you work to be an artist or you could be a goddamn porn star for all I care. It's like your experiences create your choices. Your will, you know helps construct that like let's say Bill Gates is will to make something and then his will and his choices and his experience into like experiences I mean are like you the universe creates certain outcomes for you like if you had not gotten a hold of this piece of technology and you didn't make the choices sitting here breaking it apart creating something from scratch and your will to do so all worked out over a certain period of time to create something 15, 20 years later, which is what brings you to have what you have now in fortune because it affected the natural world and the real world before you in so many ways. So everyone's not going to be destined to experience that. So even if you're involved in fashion, you know, or you some kind of show hosts talk whatever it is that you do or you want to do don't matter it's just like when you look out into the real world you see that like you could be a bus driver driving the bus it's like your experience to do something affects everything else you bringing someone to work every day and they working on something you're just a simple bus driver could have been that uber driver that helps someone go close a deal that day you chose to be there helps everything else connect for something else to happen so it's like, when you want to not participate in the world and society and shit, I get it. I have my days too. It makes you understand the chain of events that occur. Like for someone else 
to not do something or choose to do this, or if they miss that, something that affects you too. Like For you to win the lottery, you got to realize that one other person had to not play that day, or you had to play on the day that you wanted to play, or you didn't play. And then that affects everything else for either you winning or you losing. So your will, your choices, and your experiences create what you have. And then, if you add that fourth factor, and let's say you add in luck, luck has something to do with it too. Now, don't get me wrong; like luck is gonna be a variable. Well, they're not, cause you could really get what you're getting and die the next day, <laughs> or the year or two years later down the line after really attaining the thing that you want. Was that luck, or was that like if you didn't get that, you could have lived longer? Who knows? But that's the unpredictability about luck. And I I went that far in just looking at the app. Yes, my my brain never stops thinking to a certain point. Unless I just find stuff to distract my mind with. Which is uh, working, jerking off. But since I've cut back, I have more thinking. And trying to assess a lot of things that you experience in daily life that people don't sit here to talk about. See, this podcast is just different because everyone else trying to promote and sell some shit, I don't. It's like, I don't have a therapist. I don't have a psychologist. Well, how many do they got? They got a therapist, psychologist. It's one more. It was three. Psychiatrist. Therapist and a psychologist. I don't. I think the psychiatrist and a psychologist are the same thing. I'm assuming, but there's three: a therapist, psychologist, psychiatrist, and psychologist. Maybe. Whatever the case may be, it's just me. It's really what there is. It's me, my struggle, and everything I have to do on a regular basis as I navigate trying to get to this next chapter or a certain thing in life being the fact that I'm 26. So you can't repeat 26. You can't repeat 25, 24, 23, 22, 21. So I didn't get to start this years ago because this was not in my realm of thought to do this. Okay. Wait, I thought it was last year. So I was 25 last year. Oh, God. Today I'm going to be working at a restaurant. I wanted to post some stuff on Instagram. I mean, doing random stuff all the time. Because each setting you get into to do different jobs, there's always something new to see. When it comes to interacting with people, it might be the same. It's the same kind of shit with different kind of people. Because, look, you might see, listen to me and you see how that, if you listen to me consistently. It's like, in different days, you see different sides of people. So... I'll notice that the trait is that people expect to see the worst out of people some days. And some people probably just usually see the good in people. They don't see their bad days. So I'll be at doing different kinds of jobs and seeing different that. And it'd be like, man. In this city, I predominantly, I won't say it, but people look for excuses to just show one side of them. As you get older, they try to promote this. I'm an adult and responsible. Either you do it or you don't. Whatever it is. Oh, you just create this kind of like. Mm. I'm like. 
this mindset works in the class. Like, if you make an income of $30,000, right? When you're making seventy five, a hundred, two hundred thousand, it's it's not, it is cutthroat, but it's not as harsh in a way where it's like, what it's like when you're in this income bracket, like people are just more even. Like after they have, start making high income, they don't need to be so hostile and true, because then they they know they can circumnavigate and transition other places that don't require them having to deal with that person, when you're making that kind of income. Like you see, it's just like only down as you get lower and lower. It's like that the mentality and the treatment towards other individuals is like you would think it should be the opposite when uh, you're in the lower income bracket. No, it's not. So, but what's the irony is that the people at the lower bracket expect the people in the higher bracket to be more nice. So it's like no, it's like. You not the people making the money three hundred four thousand are not fooled because if let's say they were at that state, they can see that you down there, which is at the forty and fifty or whatever sixty thousand dollar a year income, expect me to be more polite and friendly and open and accommodating with you when it's like, it's a shrill nature that your real behavior if I was there with you would not be the same. It would be hostile. Like I mean, you go to certain places. Even in restaurants and like you'd be like, Wow You woke up today and chose to be in argumentative mentality or just frustrated that you exist here and do this for a living. When your choices, your experiences and your will got you here. Instead of doing something about that, you leave it as is. And everyone that comes within your immediate solar system radius, you want to inflict the same kind of nature. I'd be like, wow. Because I'm not going to lie to you. As I work to become a certain kind of individual, it's like you got gears in your personality. Let's say you got five gears. Let's say you got the gear of what you started off in the beginning when you were younger. Then you got a second gear when you got a little bit more mature. Then you got the third gear, which is you when you personally to yourself. Then you got the fourth gear of you having to deal with the people in comparison to how you are and how they treat you. Then your fifth gear is different channels that work inside your mind. So let's say in my fifth gear, I know that I'm mentally unstable deep down inside. But I'm only mentally unstable where, let's say I have a vendetta, for example. I know that in the underlying undertone that there is a final goal I have at hand. And I do not care about this individual that would end their life right here mercilessly. But that would bring certain complications of having to do unnecessary amounts of life behind bars. Which would stop me from my goal of the other event that I have to commit some sometime down the line. So I have to overlook that. Because if you, that would stop you in your tracks. Do you understand? So it's like you got all these gears that you go by. Where you realize that that's the thing about human nature is that people always, well, not everybody, but they try to desensitize some men or some people in society about death like. 
you get taught to be afraid of dying or killing another person. But you'll see people commit, you see the police commit murders on a back-to-back basis. And then you have other killings and shootings and all that shit in TV and movies. But in real life, it's like, you capable of something that they tell you that you shouldn't be capable of doing. You is there and it's putting your mind. How do we get to this top this topic beyond me, but this is how my mind wanders sometimes. And I'm like so much that's why we're so small compared to the universe. Compared to the planet, compared to the stars and other like in the universe. We minutely be on these little things for the short, up to let's say you live to 80 years on this planet. It's really like that. Like, I'm starting to get that now. And I just wish I could talk a bit more to more people to, like, let that sink in. So I get that from watching Jordan Peterson listening to Alan Watts and other people that really do have good wisdom experience and try to get that onto you because you only really do get to live just this one time like you it's just a Passover phrase like we get it you only live once type stuff but you don't get it like maybe you do I don't know what's like you can you remember twenty if you on an app right now, you probably at least twenty young so eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds, seventeen year olds are not fun finding random podcasts like this one. So like you see twenty and then when thirty comes, you remember what twenty you, you can vaguely remember twenty because you're thirty. And when forty hits you like, Wow, forty here. I remember thirty, just hit thirty. And if you if you have your parents or you had your parents in your life, it's like you just at the age your parent was when they probably had you and you could first have an exchange with them to talk back and forth with your parents. If you have kids, it's like if you can sit there and actually process that and you realize that if they haven't passed away or they did pass away, it's like now you're in that seat, which now if you look at the kid in front of you, you think to yourself, like, oh, shit, I get it now. Like, if that moment clicks in you, you just like, I get it. That's a big thing to have. But if you don't have a kid, I know if you're going to have a kid, maybe that's going to be something you're going to experience. I just, I, I contemplate that kind of experience to have. Now that I decided to take down the, the road of polygamy, I would like to have three wives because I just... How am I even going on this topic? Who knows? But I cover stuff. But after watching Kevin Simon, this is like to me personally. Yes, I would want to stay with one person. I would. But now when it comes to closing the gap on time, it's like instead of me having to date one person two years, three years ago, and then another person a year now, and then somebody down the line three, four years from now, it's like all them three people you met at three different times, you can meet at once and deal with everybody at the same time and everybody knows each other. That's how I'm looking at it. And then there's a business aspect because the money I made in one person back at the time we were together, combined incomes is good. 
wasn't all together because improperly planned and you know we didn't know as much as we could but that was the time and that was the experience and that's what it was now present tense you have a better understanding of some things and you can navigate a certain way now if you can combine three incomes instead of just two you're way better but that's just theoretical you know, wishful thinking. Actually executing that in real life is going to be something else. It really is. <laughs> Going about doing it, that's a road I've never been down before. But it's something I'm trying to look forward to. But you're still living with the fact that it's just you for now. It's really just me for now. Trying to know how to do things with just me alone. And other players in this game. Not players like that. I meant players like MMORPG. Like this other. Oh shit. The chair looked. <laughs> the chair just scared me. It looked like some kind of figure in the dark. <laughs> like a horse. It's creepy. It's, it's so creepy where it makes your neck hair raise up. You're like, oh my god, it's creepy. It's. Damn, I'm hungry. I went shopping for $143 and I thought to myself, I need about 100 You need to sustain your meat. And everybody's not the same, but you need about relatively $180 worth of food for one twenty late mid-20s average black man if you six foot 170, 180 pounds. So you got the in your check, like literally, I look. I remember when I made that thing about what you make every day. Like, for example, there's a company called HelloFresh, where it's with another company called Winolo. If you work one day, you make two hundred dollars for that day if they pay at that pay rate, because the pay rate fluctuates. It goes from one hundred and forty something to two hundred dollars that you can make for one shift. 7 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. So that one shift you work, and you're going to get paid two to three days later. That one shift you work can pay for a whole week's worth of food. That's one shift. Like I said, it's one day. Just that one day. Because, you know, if you work eight to ten hours a day, that's just an honest day's worth of work. And you go back home, sleep seven hours, and in between you do miscellaneous shit. Because you don't need to be working 15 hours to like, 12 hours all the time. Whatever the case may be. So one shift. $200 or $180 can pay for your food for that week. The next day you work another shift. That could put money aside for your rent. The third day. Don't know what you could pay for. But phone, credit card or some shit. Gas. Um, fourth day. I don't know. The fourth day will be just work that day anyway. So you could literally work four days a week and do do fairly amount if you was making that pay rate. Why people add so many burdens and shit to themselves, I don't know. But that was just one job. So now let's say you do work from home if if you want to do that and you can do that on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday. And you can do six hours, nothing serious, and you can get paid twelve fifty, work from home. But it's not this let's see, like the guy said he did that for a year or two years. 
And then now you save up and you can start your own business and whatever shit you want to do. Because the same amount of time you put into doing that, you can make a market and just take money from the economy that you like to your benefit. Because you got to gain to the... You got to come to what you're comfortable with and what you're capable of doing, like I said. Since you knew that you could work four days a week, you could do eight to ten hour shifts, and you can work on weekends, you just transition that over or maybe a bit more. There's going to be more sacrifices. I already thought about this in the shower. I was like, if you got to know what your sacrifices are that you can do and want to do. Like, if you alone and you know that you're really trying to hustle for something or get something, like, I think to myself, okay, for six months, I'm going to dedicate six months of working, losing sleep. I'll even shower three times a week just to cut down on hours and doing shit. Just for something, whatever you think is worth doing all of that nonsense for. And that's the whole thing. And once you get into that spectrum, you start doing more and more unorthodox things or things that working towards aligning what you plan on getting in the future. It's not really simple to get into the headspace and I see that. Because I be talking to people and trying to do certain shit. Yeah, I see people be sticking to their rudimentary means of doing shit. And I'll be talking to the wind sometimes about how I want to go about doing shit. This applesauce. So then you start to see that. It's like, you can't talk to everybody because they won't come to understanding doing shit. It's literally just you. You get it. You know what makes sense and you have to apply it. You just have to speak the same language. And no math and reading, just like they, if they do know how to do that. That's it. People be at work just to understand just work. I get work now. I'm treating work as something where I want to do different kinds and so many types of work that you get used to it. Now, I use that ability to be flexible and have stamina to be able to do jobs consistent basis because like I said I grew up doing work but then you lose it a long way in between there was a phase in between and I gotta get back into that mojo but don't make it seem like work all the time when you say make a living it's different working and making a living become different because your work has nothing to do with what you do to live you know And a brand, brand of different kinds of spe- like the common thing if you're a millennial and Gen Z compared to the older generation, which is phased out, is like they brand in so many other things as the best thing to do to make a living. Like I said, like they branded being someone's celebrity or an icon or an artist of some sort as the best way of living compared to anything else besides that, like. What could you think of since you, if you're not so civilized? Let's say you fish for a living. You fish and feed it to other people. It's a good way of making a living. Like, you help and other people have something that they can eat and depend on since they don't have the skill of fishing. 
I'm not knocking doing music or entertaining people to make a living, but they didn't mean that the sole favoritism of everything that goes on in society. You look online, that's how they promote. Down to the news reporters, everybody has this hashtag or some shit and want money from it. Uh, selling houses, they make that sort of a means of living, but it'd be like, watch this. When you see them YouTube ads pop up, right? And they got some magical way of making you become a millionaire and make online money. And I be thinking, where does this money come from? You got to understand there's a medium of exchange. Like when you see people wanting to sell homes, they talk about how great and lucrative the home business is. Just soak it in. Follow the thought through. And this is what I do. And I'm watching things. I have no one to tell this to because it's just me. But follow it through. That house that costs one hundred and forty thousand dollars, I think you can probably flip and make yourself a three fifty, whatever the case may be. If let's say the bank owns it, I'm not knocking the people that do it, like Max, Max Maxwell or Jay Morrison, um, other people. I don't know. I watch them. I like them, but I just be thinking, yeah, you could buy a multifamily home or something like that. But I'm thinking about me. Let's think about the person that actually is going to stay there. Because they don't get in-depth like this. Because you got to understand, there's more to it. Whereas, like, let's say the bank owns that. Or let's say you get the house on whatever it is. Because they probably, that's how it really works. Like, nobody actually owns shit that they own like that. At a certain degree, you can. But the banks are predominantly going to own it. You put a 10%, whatever they ask, 30% down on this home. Because it's like getting finance. What is that person that actually buys that home from you have to do to make a living to pay that which pays you so you can make a profit over time of that? Do you take into account that that individual, what that individual could be? It's like they don't, but at the same time, they expect you to be a certain qualified person to be wanting to get the house. Okay, I'm the qualified person to get that house. What am I doing that's making me $200,000 a year, $400,000? Uh, Let's say I'm making $80,000 a year. That means I need to be making $80,000 a year to pay for the finance and the put down that I put on this house that you bought for me to purchase. It's like I didn't purchase it. Like I got a loan from the bank probably as well to put down on this house. You got this house either you bought it or you finance or you credit whatever it is and then i bought it out from you there's a form of work that still has to happen for this exchange to exist you understand see how i work and you probably work every day regular means of living it's like when them all like where does the work exist you understand there's a form of energy that has to take place still because money represents the exchange of energy to represent the value of the dollar worth. $100,000, people, like, dream of, wow, $100,000. If you're selling drugs, I sold drugs. It's like, if I sell this $5 crack rock, $10 crack rock, uh, you sell a jig. No, them jugglers. Yeah, you sell a juggler for 25 Whatever the case may be, I might have sold this crack rock. 
to give this person an inducive high that they want to enjoy. They had to be out there physically either doing some kind of manual labor or begging. That's the form of energy to collect this income of dollars to come to me to give me this $20, $10 that I gave to them, which I had to purchase at the risk of getting powdered form drugs, cooking it up, and making it a hard rock to slice up into pieces just to sell to them. Where did I get that money from? I had to come up with a certain means of getting that money, which either was borrowing or stealing or like it's like a form of energy has to take place regardless when it comes to money. So like when you see that online business or da 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 to get to them points it requires a form of energy like even when you're entertaining like to gain that skill that you have takes sleep practice non-stop to, it's a form of energy but oh my god I do get it bothers me in the background of my mind because it's like yeah, let's say there's mental energy yeah you can think of certain ways and create certain stuff but something has to happen in the physical world and align with the mental energy you put into the thinking of something to create it to make it a fruition you hear me so every time you look at that uh a fifty thousand dollar car forty thousand dollar car you want to get it you go put down on it like okay what are you gonna have to do to maintain a sort of steady income to pay for that thing to pay it off or buy it all at once if you if some people ever really do that often if they don't default and get the car repossessed but like that's the thing that I stick to in the realm of reality as I break things apart logically like you can do it too so many people so many people should do that but they keep it in in this general cloudy area for so long and that's the facade and people go for and you bait it and you fall into that trap I literally got to be able to go through the steps of everything for me to solidly know and can tell someone else. Like, if I have a kid or I have a friend, and let's say they're on phase five of this 20-step phase that I already went through, you know? So when you see them courses or they be trying to tell you this shit, if you can't sit here and talk to me thoroughly, even if it takes two to four hours and we talk to everything, if that's not something you can do to pass on that kind of information... I don't buy into it. And then, okay, let's say you got the experience and you want to sell it to me. If it cannot be thoroughly explained for two to four hours, then let's say you try me $150, $400 to stay here because your time is your money too because you had to go through that experience to share the shit with me. Completely understandable. If I'm going to use and execute this knowledge within a week, within that week, Maybe even a month, I got the information. I got some form of doing it. Because it's like, you shouldn't worry about sharing knowledge to people in the sense where you think you're going to have to compete. Because it's like, you can't hold it forever at the end of the day. And them fucking rich people, like, even whatever, what's that? Like, it don't matter. Like, you can't hold it forever. Either you pass it down or you die with it. Someone else going to figure out a means and use it, apply it differently. Maybe they might be richer than you. So what? You have a certain thing that you can take in and create and manifest and pull from. Be fine with that. But you're always going to see that it's a system of where people want to hold out. 
And that's the game that they play. I don't care about holding this shit out. Because, like, there's so many ways and so many places to apply it. That's why the planet is so big the way it is for us small humans. Yeah, I can do this here in America and make whatever it is that I do. Let's say you make it 300k a year. Okay, and you feel like you gotta compete, and now you can't make the money you're making. Try and do it in Canada. Go to Africa, South America. If you're making enough money, you can probably, if you're doing that, you can substantially be able to put aside money for three to six months and reopen your market somewhere else. There's high validity in, or low validity, and you can be able to do that. Like, that's the thing. What would depends what you're doing. Let's say you know, one day when it comes to the music industry, you want to be here and it works for you here. But plenty of people go travel to other places and promote their shit. And get positive feedback. But it's only here in America you see that they got this construct where it makes you feel like it's not enough. And you got to be greedy. You got to hold out. No, it's not the case. I'm not on that kind of platform to do that. But I would, like, for example, I think I mentioned before, like, if I got my first, if I got $10 million, I would. I would disrupt so much shit with just ten million dollars alone. Like I couldn't think of shit, but I just randomly think of stuff that I want to try and do. Like if I made a million, if I had a million to spare, I would definitely try and bond out. Like I said, motherfuckers, they would definitely support. Like they'll be, they'll say you buying out your uh, so-called fans. No. I'm freeing motherfuckers that people used to say, free my niggas, free this person. You're, you've made good multi-million dollars, and you, you couldn't go back to your own city instead of trying to just say, like, what I remember that, I'm not knocking the artist Drake, but what was that, that video he did? It was God God's plan, and he was giving out money. I think that's completely fine that he did that if he really did that but that was that one time that he did that his multi-million dollar mansion he allowed to have like I say you get what you have and you earn it you're allowed to have it even if you're a hypocrite or you contradict yourself I'm thinking about me I'm talking about me I'm speaking on myself like I want to see what it's like to free somebody and give them that chance and you affect the chain reaction of the universe that that person that, that was locked away got the ability to be free and do something different and bring something positive back where you was the result of that they was not able to do that like that million dollars didn't mean anything now it comes back more because now that the person probably was able to do something and change it it's not guaranteed with everybody okay just because it's not guaranteed with everybody that means that out of a hundred people that you could have let out and maybe three people was able to do something else miraculous maybe even save somebody's life you choose not to do that because out of the hundred people you help only three did something okay it's fine there's still three of them doing something one could start a family and like be a father figure like it's like those things sit there in my mind where it's like I don't think about sitting here trying to play people out hard work and money to do something with themselves I do sit here and rationalize like 
Like I say, like, I don't, like, you want someone to get this $150,000 home. Who has to work to make $150,000 a year? And let's say the most you make is $50,000 a year. Now you're going to have to pay a percentage. Now, now don't get me wrong. You're not going to be paying this whole hundred forty. Well, that, never mind. If it's that, usually homes are going to be up to like three hundred, four hundred k depending where you at. Because it's like, there's always a percentage you pay back because you put down and there's interest over the years. 10 to 15, 30 year fixed plan. You're paying that. But generally, you feel like you have a, you own the shit to a certain point. Okay. But you let's say you got ups and downs where you got your car payment insurance and get monthly I think it's like a mortgage phone bill food to eat like that's like just those having those necessities and I think a luxury to a certain degree to make a living I'm not copping out where it's like okay you sound like you're just making excuses to not be able to no I'm like I'm laying down them all these things that come in, but that's the actual work you have to put in. And then these people talk about just you can flip a house and make uh, okay, you flip the house. That person that has to actually live and maintain to work, choosing to do that while you want to reap the perks of just being able to sell this thing at this rate. So that person now you baiting other people to go do the same shit, flip houses and or make online income. It's like. Where where does the work come in? Where's the actual work and energy that's required for that exchange? Because you selling them on that bullshit, then they sit here and go through that whole shebang, and they end up losing money and having to just really just have to work regular jobs or above average job, high skill. Like let's say you have a good job that pays you make seven six thousand dollars a month. Some high paying, you want to transition to something else lucrative, cool, but. You just have that kind of fake fuck shit that crew has been growing the past 20 to 30 years. I believe. I'm not even 30 years old, but I believe that that shit started at least way back then when it came to even advertising on commercials. Now it's just rapid. It's just fucking rapid, bro. And I sit here and see that. And I think, how's it going to affect the people after me? Like, this thing is still going to be around. And your biggest... The biggest market is going to be the people that's easily influenced that come after you. generation that comes after you is influenced. Like, even me and you, we get influenced by certain things. And it's like, how far along before you catch that all these things have affected you, that you've been bombarded with to make choices and affect your subconscious? This is why you have what you have and do what you do. Because you wear. Oh, my God. Oh, shit, that was some serious cast. The clothes you wear, the styles you like, you know, you've been affected because you relate to that thing. Like, I like Chevys because I've seen Chevys around in my neighborhood, and Chevys made me something I wanted to get. So I would take the time out to work and get me a Chevy because it was there. Those people influenced you by having it in the market, in the area that those people could afford to get. And those people went and got those cars. You get me? It's along them lines. So when I sit here and explain this to you, I wish you could take into consideration to that, to that degree. On, I don't know how many things I've covered right now in this conversation because 
I'm free flowing my actual thoughts. And it's only to a certain point that you can do that when you have no one else you're talking to. Is it crazy? It probably is to a certain point, but not entirely. Because this is how a conversation goes in inside people's thoughts, but way faster. Because there's nothing to stop your thoughts from how fast they can jump to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And it seems completely normal, even though it's moving at light speed. Like right now, I can think about shit that's been going on back in 2006, 7, 8, 10. Relatively random, not accurate, but it's just speeding through my thoughts. And when I say it, when I even say the numbers, you can actually go back to 2011, 2013, and have random points in that year that you're going to actually pop into your mind. Like, it's, it's crazy how that does that. I want to drink something, oh, yeah, some juice or tea, and um, go take a nap and see what this restaurant has to do for me today.